when you seek the heart of God, he will begin to really show you who he's created you to be, your purpose, your calling, your plan. And he'll show you more of who he is in that process because he's not the type of father that says, okay, yeah, pursue me and I'm just gonna run and hide from you. I'm gonna continue to be distant and mysterious and unavailable. Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. Hey, it's me again. It has been a hot minute since I recorded, but I'm back now and really ready to dive in, excited about these upcoming topics and episodes that are going to be launching and airing. The last episode you heard was Treva Graves. She gave a great message about turning your personal pain into your passion and your biggest mission. And so in today's episode, I'm going to just really dive into a, a few different things as I mentioned earlier, it's been a while. I went on a hiatus for what's turned out to be almost two months. I didn't intend for it to be that long, but that's what happened. And I actually just got back from a trip to Los Angeles with Passport to Purpose for eight days. It was a great trip. I saw a lot of really amazing things, things that I had only seen in photos before and on video, walked the Hollywood Walk of Fame, got a tour of Warner Brothers, saw the Hollywood sign, got photos in front of the big angel wings at the Griffith Observatory. We served at the Dream Center for five days, went to Santa Monica Pier, Malibu Pier, saw a lot of really fun, amazing things. If you wanna check out photos or videos of that, I have them on my Instagram. You can check out those photos. But it was really, really inspiring to, especially the Warner Brothers tour. That was probably my favorite part of the Los Angeles trip because they are celebrating 100 years of storytelling. And that really spoke to my heart because my ultimate dream is to have a media production studio. And I love the art of telling a story. I love the layers that go into really painting the picture when you're watching a movie or watching a television show. They described how when it comes to film and production, it's not just the talent, you know, the actor or actress that creates the vision for the project or displays the vision of the project. It really is the costumes that tell the story, the set design that tells the story, the actor or actress tells the story, the location tells the story, the sound tells the story. There's so many layers that really paint the picture of a story. So I was really inspired to hear all that, see all that, learn a little bit more about who the Warner Brothers really were. And it was amazing to me to realize that they started this whole thing with just an idea and the continued steps of faith to walk it out. Now, I don't know that they were believers or anything like that, but they took risks. They started off in airplane hangars and warehouses and each of the brothers kind of really stayed in their own lane. And then together as a whole, they came together to build Warner Brothers. There were seven children, four of the children 
started Warner Brothers. The parents were immigrants, came from Poland, and yeah, just a lot of really interesting information about it. And the reason why it really stood out to me was because by all accounts, these brothers were any average person that just took an interest in a specific thing and decided to walk it out. And although that sounds really, really simple, when in our minds, I know our dreams feel really complicated. If you peel back the layers of what it takes to walk out of vision, there really is a simplified step by step by step. And it is yes to the next thing. Yes to the next thing. Yes to the next thing. And it's hard work and it's persistence and it's all of these other elements. Yes. But the simple, yes, I'm going to take take a step forward is that simplistic version of what you actually are able to do in your own life with your own dreams and your own vision. And I know that walking out purpose and calling and dreams can feel daunting because you might not have the blueprint for what you really want to do. And because you don't have that, taking that next step feels hard, difficult, like you're stepping out into the ether and the unknown, like you sometimes don't even know what that next step is. And while I completely sympathize because I've been there, I am there in so many ways, I want to encourage you to not let the lack of a blueprint stop you from moving forward in the small little ways that you can now, because those small little steps will turn into big steps eventually. And we might know this logically in our mind, but as I've said a million times, the journey from the head to the heart is a long journey and life can feel complicated at times. Our schedules are busy. We have families, we have responsibilities. We have a lot of things pulling at our attention that make it feel impossible to walk out a dream. And you may, like me, have read lots of self-help books, listen to lots of podcasts, follow the gurus, try to implement the things that you receive and take in, and yet you may still find yourself in what feels like a starting phase of your dream. You may find yourself still not seeing the fruits of the effort that you put out. You might find yourself still in that messy, muddy middle of the struggle, and you can feel discouraged. I know I have felt discouraged when I've been in the messy middle and the messy middle tends to last a long time. And one of the scriptures I wanted to bring up as I'm talking about this is Galatians 6, 9. It says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Now, I love that scripture, but I do know when you are living a reality that feels far removed from what you know could be true about your life, you have to press into this dichotomy of opposing opposing things, knowing your own reality versus knowing what's possible and how they might feel like they're in opposition. But the more you press through that, the closer and closer you're going to come to those results that you're seeking after. And there, unfortunately, is no guaranteed timeline on what you're pursuing. And that can be hard because we want to know the how and we want to know the when. When is it going to happen? After one year of toiling, after three years, after five years of labor, then I'll finally see the vision. Well, unfortunately, we don't always have access to the timeline and we're not always in control of the timeline. You're definitely in control of many things that matter, like your attitude, your work ethic, a lot of those things. But if you are making your prayers and your dreams contingent on a timeline, 
unless you're one of the blessed and lucky few, you might not meet that timeline in exactly the time frame that you have in mind and in the exact way that you originally envisioned. Now, God bless you if that happens to you. I think that's amazing. But if you're in the category of people that feel like that's not your story, I want you to know that you're not alone and that there are many people that are pressing in right now when they are up against a reality of this is hard and difficult and it feels like nothing's happening with the knowledge that as Galatians 6, 9 says, that we don't become weary and that at the proper time, we're going to reap a harvest if we don't give up. And I feel like this is something I talk about a lot. So sometimes I wonder, gosh, do I talk about this too much? Do people really get anything out of it? I even had a program a while ago that I was starting to, to build called Perseverance That Profits because perseverance seems to be a theme of my life. It's been constant, something I have had to do, like I'm sure you've had to do. Everybody has to persevere, of course. But it just seems like for me, it's been the one thing I've had to do repeatedly. And the one thing I can encourage others to do repeatedly is persevere, persevere, persevere. And sometimes that doesn't feel like the exciting topic because I want to offer all of the quick strategies. And I want to tell you about how I made $10,000 in three weeks or a million dollars in six months, like all of these amazing stories I hear and read about when I read books and listen to podcasts and listen to, you know, the guests that come on and say to these various podcasts, oh, you know, I did X, Y, Z, and this is what happened. And I hit the niche at the right time. And, and I really strategized and I had the foresight to do this and this and this. I would love to be able to offer you that. But what I can offer you is that encouragement to keep persevering. And although that might feel like the dull topic at times, because of course, you know, logically in your mind, yes, you're supposed to persevere. There's a big difference between knowing and living, just like there's a difference in being versus doing. And, you know, we are an information heavy culture. If you wanted to, you could go on YouTube and Google and learn all kinds of things. You can pay a university, you can pay a course, you can pay a coach, you can pay a guru, a mentor, all kinds of money to get information at your fingertips. And if you have the ability to do that, I would say go for it. But if you are in a position where you can't do it from the perspective of like paying a lot of money for it, you could at least go to Google and YouTube and learn how to do it, yes. But there is a big difference between having all the information at hand and then being able to consistently walk it out, right? Because we can know how to do the right thing, but do we do it? There's lots of reasons why we don't. We get discouraged, we second guess ourselves, we get distracted, we start to feel like it's just not gonna happen. There's all kinds of reasons why it feels like the journey takes a really long time, but I'm telling you, if you keep your heart before the Father, before God, and you are keeping him first and foremost, which brings me to the, this other scripture I want to bring up, Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. If you continue to seek the heart of God in what you're pursuing, he's going to bring about that harvest in the right time. And what God can do in a moment, we could toil for 10 years doing on our own. And so it's not that I 
think that we should just lay everything in God's lap because I think we co collaborate with God. I think we come together with him to walk out his purposes and his plans. And we don't always know or understand why our journey unfolds the way that it does. If we did, we'd probably, who knows what we do if we actually knew. Maybe we wouldn't trust as much. Maybe there wouldn't be as much of acts of faith that we end up taking along the way. Maybe we wouldn't learn as much along the way because it's in those challenges and in those struggles that we become more of who we are. And one thing that came to mind I don't know, this was a few months ago, was just that the more I seek God, the more he shows me who I really am and who he really is. And a lot of the messaging now is like, be who you are, find out who you are. And I'm not saying any of that is bad, but I just want to put another twist on it to say, when you seek the heart of God, he will begin to really show you who he's created you to be, your purpose, your calling, your plan. And he'll show you more of who he is in that process because he's not the type of father that says, okay, yeah, pursue me and I'm just going to run and hide from you. I'm going to continue to be distant and mysterious and unavailable. I don't believe that's God's heart at all. And we do go through seasons where we question God on why things worked out the way that they did or why we are toiling and struggling and being challenged. And it seems like everybody's had their breakthrough, but you, I have definitely lived that and felt that way. But I truly believe when God was impressing on my heart just to seek him, that he wasn't telling me that just to appease me for a little bit or dangle a carrot in front of me. I don't think he does that to you either. I think it was just the direction I needed when I was seeking direction for my life. Like I had in my mind thought, oh, if he gives me direction, I'll be able to go to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south. But he was my northern star in that moment saying, seek me, seek me, and I'm going to show you more of who I've called you to be, and I'm going to show you more of who I am. And so I share that with you just to encourage you, if you feel like you're in that phase of questioning God and wondering why the fruit of your labor is not there, or the fruit's bitter, or the harvest, you know, the this law of seed and harvest doesn't seem to be working for you, if you feel that way, I want to encourage just reiterate again, seek the heart of God. And I know that sounds like an easy cliche answer. You know, that's like when you, somebody pours out their problems to you and, you know, shares the devastation and you're just like, oh, well, I'll pray for you without really taking action. I get sometimes that advice can sometimes feel like empty words or just not an answer. So this is not coming from that place. It's, it really is coming from a place of I believe in the faithfulness of God, even if it feels like you're just still in your brokenness. And so I empathize with you and and I want this podcast episode to be one of many things that you listen to and hear that encourages your heart. As you go to scripture, as you pray, as you continue to seek out information and content that lifts your spirit and points you towards God, I want this to just be another resource for you. Because when you are pursuing dreams and goals and entrepreneurship and that kind of thing, it can feel lonely because you're, you have a very specific dream in your mind. You have a very specific vision, or you have at least a knowledge that you were meant for more than where you're at right now, or you were meant for these dreams and goals that are stirring on your heart. Even if they feel abstract and not super specific, you know, you were made for more. And so it can feel discouraging and lonely when 
you're walking this journey and you're watching other people succeed and you're not, or you are watching other people flounder and you feel like you're just going to be just like them. You're going to continue to flounder. I believe wholeheartedly that the enemy wants us to get lost in distraction and discouragement and disappointment. And I don't want you to feel any shame in acknowledging that we all walk through that. We all walk through times where we're just distracted in discouragement and we are in seasons where we can just, it's just all we have in us to get up and make it through the day. But it's the things that you're doing right now. You're listening to a podcast episode. You are getting up. You are take putting one foot in front of the other, even if it's from a functional standpoint. That's valid and that's important that you're doing that, that you're seeking out resources and things to help move you out of this funk that you're in, this discouragement. So don't bemoan small beginnings. Don't bemoan the small things that you're doing to try to work towards getting clear with God and praying through any confusion or chaos that you feel. The last thing I want to share is that when we are in challenging seasons, it's really hard to see the growth and the progress that we've made. I know I've gone through seasons where I'm like, okay, God, I know that you probably are doing something here, but I don't see it. I'm waiting for the download. I'm doing everything I can to channel the download, but it's not happening. And so I'm just trying to get through. And in those seasons where it felt like nothing was happening, there was revelation to realize that God had done something in, in me without me even knowing it was happening, if that makes sense. I want to try to explain it a little bit more clearly, but it's almost like arriving at a destination without knowing how you got there in a sense. Sometimes it life can be like that. You know, we're pounding away at life and we're just trying to do our very best and we're trying to do what God's called us to do, but we don't see the results. And then all of a sudden doors start opening and things start happening and we're like, okay, well, what was it I did to cultivate that? But in reality, it was us seeking the heart of God and him working on the back end all along the way that led us to that point where doors were starting to open. And if you're a very type A personality like me, you want to know, okay, what were the steps I took to get there? Because I want to replicate that. What's the formula? And unfortunately, as much as I've sought a formula in my life, I never, <laughs> I don't think I've ever found like the formula other than the simplistic things that we all need to do when we are working on something, be consistent, work hard, seek the heart of God, like these things that feel very basic when we want like the aha, like secret sauce thing, you know? So I go back to this, this point of sometimes we arrive in a season or a place where things start happening, but we don't in the moment maybe know how it happened. But I would say that all along, whether you're in a challenging season or a season of reaping what you've sown, God has been working in the midst all along the way. Even when he's felt silent, even when he's felt mysterious, even when you've prayed and prayed and prayed and you haven't gotten the answers that you thought you would get or wanted or needed, maybe when you felt like you've been left out, hung to dry, and you've just felt like the battle is never ending. I want you to know and declare and speak out and claim for yourself that God is moving and working regardless of what your physical eyes see. So while this is it for this week's episode, 
I hope and pray that it leaves you encouraged to keep moving forward and that God is good. And can I just encourage you to listen to the song by C.C. Winan called Goodness of God? It is beautiful. She sings it beautifully and it's an encouraging song. It like moves me to tears almost every time I listen to it. It's so good. So until next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth. Yeah,